Hey everyone, before we get started, don't forget to subscribe. Click on that notification bell, like, dislike, comment, share. Let us know what you're thinking. You could also follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. Now today on the Angel of Words podcast, we are back in studio with Romaro Wilson, owner of Picasso Clothing and the man who makes the Angel of Words hoodies on deck on the Angel of Words podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Angel of Words podcast. I'm your host, Angel of Words, and today we are here with the owner of Picasso Clothing, Mr. Romaro Wilson. Mr. Wilson, thank you for joining us today on the Angel it's of Words podcast. It's good to podcast. be here. It's good to be here, Angel. On deck in studio, man. You're a brave one, you know? Hey, man, Corona <laughs> can't stop the production, man. Come on. I hear that. I, I hear that. It is. Um, and just so everybody knows out there, this is the person that actually makes the Angel of Words uh, podcast hoodies, uh, the designer of everything. So, you know, it's really good to have him here in the studio. My brother, you've been popping. You've had a very visit, uh, busy COVID season, my man. Listen, listen. Uh, could you tell us about the Picasso about brand and, you know, what, what's going on with you that? You want to know what the... Through the COVID season, or are you trying to talk about no, the no, brand talk period? about the COVID season and talk about right, what you've been so... doing through the COVID season with the brand. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. It's, it's a very crazy thing through COVID season. So I had my new collection called the Players Club, uh, based it off of um, Hugh Hefner because his birthday was in April. So I was supposed to drop it in April, but um, that's when COVID like hit, like probably a month before, like in March. That's when we was like everybody thought knew that was a thing. So. I was parlaying on it. I'm like, nah, I'm not about to drop it. I'm not about to drop it. But I'm like, you know, I just bust a leak. I bust a leak on Instagram. Um, just the shirts at the time. I had the front shirt and I had the back shirt. And all I did was DM it to everybody. Everybody that I knew, everybody that was following the Picasso clothing page. And if it, you I DM'd you what? Not, the, uh, the, the, the actual the, website or no, what? No, I DM'd the post. Oh, okay. I DM'd the post because I posted it on um, the Picasso clothing uh, Instagram page. Okay. And then... For like five days straight, it was just it was just shares on top of shares on top of shares. People were seeing it on um you know on other people like you know story pages and they were sharing that, and my phone was just blowing up. I'm like, oh shoot! Then it then like it kind of dawned on me like, should I just let this pack just go away? I'm like, yeah. you know what? And what do you mean by pack? The pack like it's a collection. Oh, I call okay. them packs okay. and collections. Yeah. It's okay. like a slang type of yeah. thing, you know. I so in the, st- in, the, in the world nah. of fashion in a minute, <laughs> so, so, so you look yeah, yourself so, up on the nah. slang. You feel me? <laughs> nah, if you say, if and you the listeners too, that way they know, what, they know what, what time it is. So no, so now I'm like, all right, fine. I'm gonna just come out with the shirts and see how it does. Okay. I cut the whole collection in half. All right. This, this is actually one of the flannels of the collection I got on right now. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. It's one of the flannels, but like already leaked. Already leaked the whole thing. Like. New Year's, I already leaked the whole collection. Everybody's like, oh, yeah, that's fire, ah, this and that. I let it sit there for a little bit. And then once I did um, what I just told you about, and I was getting shares for like five days straight, I'm like, you know what? I'm just drop the shirts alone. All right, fine. Now, here, here it comes. March 15th. No, matter of fact, May 15th. Correction. I dropped the first part. I sold out within like the first two days. Was it something you were expecting, B? Like, no, for it to go I worked, hard like no, that? because of COVID. So I'm like, COVID, yeah. people don't got money. People are, like, losing jobs. Yeah. You know, blase, blase. Yeah. I may think of, like, everybody getting the unemployment check. They're supposed to save that. But, nah, yeah. that's not the case. 
I sold out <laughs> in the first two days. I'm like, oh, shoot. So then I had to do a restock. Did the restock. The restock came like a month a month after. Okay. Sold out on the restock. And I'm you're getting like, your stuff from America? Or you bringing well, it from right. overseas, China? Nah, What's not at all. Actually, I create all my clothes by hand. Okay. I screen print. I sew. Um, I actually did this. I actually tied. I actually dip dyed this whole flannel. Oh, okay. This was a blank red flannel. I dip dyed the flannel and I put the design on the back of it. Oh, okay. So that's what I necessarily do. I'm my own manufacturer, and um, I actually um own a manufacturing company. That's what manufactures the hoodies that you're wearing. Oh, okay. I call it um Q and A Quality and Art Studios. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's good to know, man. Damn. Wow, because, you know, everybody seems to get their stuff from overseas. You know, you get stuff off Teespring and those kind of, you know, yeah, I, websites. And it's like, man, thing. it's not the I'm same. I'm all about cutting out the middle. Man. Yeah, because <laughs> I love these hoodies, man. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, I'll be honest with you, man. They, they're quality. You know, I've washed these hoodies, you know, Multiple before. Times. Like, everything is still popping. Came you know what I mean? I way. can't complain. I'll be honest with you, man. You know, so I really appreciate you, you know, blessing us over here at the Angel of Words podcast <laughs> with the fire hoodies. And people, you know, I've, I've sold, you know, a couple to my to my friends. that like, yo, I want one of those. You know, can you send that over? So I'm like, yeah, you know what I mean? The extra ones I had, I said, you know, I'm sending them out so that people can have them. So, you know, what your work is quality, man. And, then, you know, you know, it says it in the name, quality could, and arts, man. Could you could you describe, though, man, like how the hard work that you put in? Oh, and did you go to school goodness. for this first and foremost? Did you go, <laughs> did you go to any fashion? Did you go to any fashion schools? All right, we gonna get right into it. No, I did not go to no fashion institute. I didn't go to Parsons. I didn't go to any type of fashion school. I did want to go at first, but my mother was always on some anything they could teach you, you could teach yourself. Because she actually wanted me to go to school for like, um, for nursing. In the nursing field, you always have a job. You know, that's my mother. She's gonna look out like, you know what, Ramar, I understand you want to chase your dreams, but protect your bag first. But here's the thing. I come from a long line in my family as hard workers. You know what I'm saying? Since my grandmother comes straight down to my mother, to my uncles, we all work hard. To and what's your ghetto. background, Romano? I'm Jamaican, man. I bet, bet. I'm Jamaican. I'm Jamaican. I'm from the ghetto. Shout out to everybody <laughs> in Jamaica. You know, but of course, especially part of my the parts, man. Over here, you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? We all West Indians. Of sure. course, of course, of course. So, you know, um, at first I wanted to go to uh, FIT, but it was like, it was outrageous amount of money. You know what I'm saying? At the time, I couldn't afford it. And my mom, the predicament that we was in at the time, we wasn't in a, the predicament that we're in right now. Right now, we're in a good predicament. Back then, it was like, all right, that's kind of stretching it. And, dude, I wasn't working the job I had now. I was working at um Children's Place. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it was like, there's no way I could afford this. I'm like, yeah. all right, screw it. So what I first started to do was um, I started to, to work with vinyl. And my first piece, like, to, you know, start everything up was a, was a heat press. Okay. So instead of going to school, I used YouTube as my school. Oh, wow. I was like, you know what? She's right. Let me go on YouTube, right? And, and let's just get, get this straight. I went to BMCC, yeah. and I was going for nursing at the time. Oh, I bet. I got my at degree the from there, too. Yeah. I got my associates. <laughs> Shout out to BMCC, yeah, baby. I was going to BMCC BAT program. At the time, already so know. I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm going to go to BMCC. I'm going to go to school to be a nurse just to make my mother happy at the time. Yeah. But I'm still going to chase my dreams. Yeah. So, and that's a big time nursing school. People, a lot of people don't know that the course, BMCC nursing programs, you know, get you places. Really not top line. They, yeah. they get you places with BMCC. Down. So I probably went there for like two semesters. Matter of fact, I did go there for two semesters. Straight A's, a few B's, you know, like physics and yeah. chemistry. Like that's very hard. But I'm like, you know what? One day I fell asleep in a. Um, I think there's two type of chemistries you got to take. I fell asleep in like chemistry too. Fell right the minute I went there. Fell asleep. I woke up. I'm like, yo, this is not for me. Walked out the classroom. 
I'm like, yeah, I'm, I can't do this. She's like, where you going? Uh, I, I can't do this. Good luck, y'all. You just straight up, you just straight flat left the class. You yes, like, Yo, bro, it's quiet. I it's I can't quiet. Do I can't this. do this. And this then, is not fun. It's, yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's quite the epiphany to have during a classroom. <laughs> they must have been looking at you. You was like, crazy. crazy. Yeah, like, I can't do this. I can't do this. So after that, uh, I tried to apply for other schools again, but then the price range, it was still too much. Stopped doing that. Then I found um, QCC. I went to QCC for okay. digital arts and design. And that's Queens Community College? Yes, Queens All Community right. College. I graduated from Queens Community College, got my um, degree, in, associate's degree in digital arts and design and okay. everything. But like, um, other than that, I still wasn't like, I still wasn't really learning anything in QCC that had to do with fashion and my craft. Yeah. So as I'm going to QCC, and I, and I figured all this out after I freaking graduated. Yeah. After, um... Which usually happens to a lot of people. Yeah, like, like, you know, you go to school, you're not learning what you really want to learn. Yeah, it's kind I'm of not, annoying. It's kind of annoying. So it's yeah. like, after I left BMC, I'm going to QCC. I, I'm still designing clothes and everything. I'm designing shirts, like, here and there. Like, one, I wasn't designing collections just as yet. It's just this one and two shirts I'm here, um, you know, designing. I'm showing the people, like, oh, yeah, bro, that's fire eyes and that. So I'm like, all right, fine, cool. You know, I make a few shirts I wear at school. They're like, oh, sh-. At, that, at that time, I was using a lot of reflective vinyl. So, like, it made my, my clothes stand out. But at the end of the day, the design itself stand out. So, my mother still, she on some stuff like, you know what, Amara, this, this is not for you. Nobody not really buying. And I'm like, damn, yeah, I'm showing all these shirts and nobody really buying it. And then I watched, um, who's on who's owner of FUBU again? Oh, Damon, Damon John. Damon John. Which you I told watched, me was a really, you know, one of your he, big, he, like, yeah, you know, uh, mentors. Not mentors, but, like, one of the people you look up to. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Because his, his, like, his interview, he had an interview where he was talking about, um, don't show your family and your friends your product. Because yeah. they're always going to tell you something like, oh, yeah, bro, that's fire. It's just because they support you as a friend. Yeah. You got to go out in the streets yeah. and show it to strangers. And if you can sell to at least five strangers, then you know how, then you know you have a prop, um, a prop yeah. product. So I'm like, I took that. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take this to the streets yeah. just to see. If it doesn't work, then screw it. I'll give up the dream. I don't have to do this no more. It's fine. Man. It's crazy too, cause Damon John's biggest investor was his mom, man. Like she, she, she let him take over the attic. Like I heard the story. I'm like, you know, he really went in and you know was just Listen, using his own house, like you as you, as the as the his, you know his the same tactic. Yeah. I follow blueprints. Yeah, his same tactic. I use the same tactic just to validate my brand. So I'm like, all right, bet. He said he went out on the streets and showed people the shirt. But like, yeah. yo, would do you like the shirt? Would you buy the shirt? Blase, blase. I'm gonna do the same exact thing that he did. Went out there, all right? I'm nervous at first. The first one, I probably babbled. Like, yeah, are you a people nonsense. person? Or do you nah, I am a, I used to, used to, back then I was really a people person. All but right. having a brand and having to go out there and talk to so many people, yeah. it kind of took me out of my shell so I could just talk to anybody. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know me, man. I, yeah. I talk how I want to talk yeah. myself all the time, bro. <laughs> even when it annoys people. So boom, I go out there and the first two people, I, I probably screwed up. I'm like, yo, nah, I got this now. Yeah. I got this. Second person, no, the third person, sold the shirt. I'm like, I right, bet. I sold the shirt. How did it feel, man, when, when at, you first sold that first, first shirt? It was exhilarating, actually. Yeah. Because I'm like, I was selling the shirt for like $25. Sold the shirt. I'm like, I right, bet. Cool. I'm going to go down another block. Messed up. Um, that was a, um, That's a fourth person, fifth person. Yeah. Sold the shirt again. Yeah. So I'm like, I right, bet. Then the last person didn't feel bad for me. I mean, if some, two people buying it, yeah. I had at least seven shirts on me, right? That day, I sold five. That's not, I came, a, it's I, not I, bad. bad. It's not bad for seven yeah. shirts. Came back to the to, to the crib. My mom home. She's like, yo, because she know I left to go to the city. Go so she's like, how was it? I just dropped the money right there in front of her face. Yeah. She's paused. Like she was appalled. Like, where you got this money from? I'm like, yo, yeah. they bought the shirt. Yeah. After that, man, 
I knew that I didn't have to go to um to no college for it. This is something I could do by myself. And granted, I'm telling you right now, anybody that wants to do any craft, if it's photography, if it's, you know, animation, if it's like, you know, you're doing logo work, YouTube, these days, you have so many people teaching so much, so many things on YouTube that you don't have to go to school. You don't have to go to school for it. YouTube is the best teacher. To me, in my opinion, yeah. I give it a 10 out of 10 when it comes to yeah. any problem. I swear to God, even doing these, when I was dip dying these, I went on YouTube. This is my first try. Really? Yes. Wow. You know, and a lot of a lot of you know a lot of the younger generation is they're more like visual learners. Like I remember, like you know, me growing up, I used to like to read things and hear them. Like, mm-hmm. like me watching a video, I would Everybody fall asleep. I had to actually learn that skill and actually stick with YouTube to actually become a visual yeah. learner because that seems to be the way to do things nowadays. So that must have been crazy, man. Like you know, you're learning how to do the the things, uh, the uh, the dying and all and all the different techniques when it comes I mean, to fashion. Keep, not like not to like you know. Um like toot my own horn i'm gonna tell you like anybody that's watching this most of the stuff that i actually uh make in my collection it's my first time making it yeah. i had um some hoodies right yeah. a lot of people it's a trade secret like, now you only I, do men's clothes or you do women's as well i'm trying to get into the woman okay apparel, I, I gotta, like, I gotta, that I gotta you read a lot i gotta get, catch up on my magazines with okay. women apparel so i know what they like because Truthfully, I'm a guy. I know what a guy likes to wear. Yeah. But, you know, as a fashionista, you need to know both sides and, you know, have a medium when it comes to a brand. But um, other than that, as I was saying, like anything that anybody wants to learn, like you can figure that out by yourself. You don't really need teachers to teach you anything these days. It's not like how it was before. Where you got to go to the psychopedia library, blah, blah, yeah. blah. It was like, all right, might as well just get a profession that could teach me. Yeah. A profession that could teach a me. A tutor or something. Yeah, a tutor or something. Sort, yeah. No, you like... All your knowledge is a click away on on Google search away. And that's crazy. So back to what you were saying, like, nah, I didn't have to go, even though I kind of elaborated on it, but nah, I didn't, I didn't have to go to no school for it. Because I knew by myself, like, yo, my mom's right. And I know, like, I could feel that I'm right. So it's like, why go to school for this? Why waste a whole... I call it wasting a whole, like, you know, four, five years, depending on how you take the yeah, classes. Yeah, you could be wasting up to $250,000 yeah, on something that you're not even going to use. And you're not even going to take an attempt. A lot of people go to these faster schools, and they don't even take a attempt on their career. Yeah. It's at least while you're going to school, at least take attempts on your career. Yeah. All my attempts added up to a whole degree, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. Because I failed at a lot of things, and I learned from my failure. L's make you stronger mm-hmm. at the end of the day. So it's like I learned, and then, like, I adjusted. I haven't changed. I just adjusted. Like, I right, you know what? This doesn't work. I'm going to try this approach. Oh, he ain't like this shirt? Nah, I'm going to try this. This colorway didn't work? Nah, I'm going to try this colorway. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. Now, yeah. Rom- uh, uh, Romaro, we live in a very uh, ignorant world, you know, you know, as you can <laughs> see what's been going on lately. Yeah. Did you ever get shamed for being a, you know, for being a straight male in, 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 a, in, a, in a business like this that seems to be uh, predominantly ran by, you know, you know, I know people I know, I know. with different, you know, yeah, different types of sexual, types of sexual orientations. orientations? Nah, yeah. I never did. And like, I feel like this is like to judge somebody off that, like vice versa anyways, it's like it's so whack because at the end of the day, you know, even if that person's, this sexual preference has nothing to do with me. We can have like, I've done work with people that has a sexual preference. They like a male. They like whatever. They like both sex. And it's like, at the end of the day, like, why? Who am I to judge? You know what I'm saying? I'm nobody to judge anything. So if that's what they want to do, that's what they want to do. Have they ever judged you? 
judge me for being a straight male. In no, the no, but for, you know, for being in the fashion world, you know what I'm saying? Because you, you know, nah, you know what's crazy? People actually like me. Okay, a lot of people like me. All right, cool. You know, I'm very cool. Again, me, me, and you know each other personally. Yeah, that's a fact. Yo, Angel, you know, like yeah. I like to play around. I like to joke yeah. around. You know, when I'm saying it's time to get serious. You have a good vibe, man. You know what I'm saying? You got you got a good vibe, man. You you know you seem to be a very focused individual. You know, uh, I noticed that off the rip when you know you started t when I started actually looking into the stuff that you were doing. I'm like, man, this guy's talented. Now talking about that Picasso brand, you know, it's funny because that's one of my favorite artists of all time. Right, dude, you, you know, uh, you know, I told you that before, story. man. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you know, you seem to be into a lot of cubism when you're doing your stuff right now. But you know, is Yo, Picasso somebody that motivates story, you? Man. Yes, 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 a hundred thousand times. Yes. We gonna start off. Let's just put the um, the clothing brand to the side, and we gonna talk about Romaro as an individual. Yeah. Ever since I was around five, seven years old, my mother would tell you herself. I used to get scolded for drawing on the walls. I was. I remember from my like earliest ages as a child. I remember art supplies in my house. Yeah. Why? Because my mother knows how to draw. Yeah. So she's like, all right, he's drawing all over the walls. Oh, so she facilitated that yeah, growing she facilitated up, which is that, great, man. It's you know what crazy. I'm saying? And I never really like like seeing stuff like this and drawing it how it is. Mm -hmm. I never really, I never really found it as, as talent. Yeah. You're just drawing what you see. And every every artist can draw what they see. By that's, the way, everybody listening on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, he's holding up a King Kong figurine that's on our desk here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, but anyways, yeah. it's like. That's like a basketball player, right? Mm -hmm. They need to know how to dribble. There's no way to go around like dribbling in basketball. Facts. So, therefore, as an artist, when you draw what you see, you have to know how to draw what you see to be an artist. That's like a that's a that's a standard. So, even when I was little, she, my mother would tell you you should take take toys, right? Break them apart with a screwdriver. Put them like rearrange it in like a crazy ass little. You know, his his feet is on his arms, and it's like something different, something abstract. Right? And, like, I used to try to draw it. Back then, I couldn't really draw, like, how I could draw right now. So I was drawing, like, stick figures. But you already know. You get, yeah. the, you get the logistics. It's yeah. stick leg. She saw right there was here. a talent there. She, 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 she yeah, already she had seen a it. There. She had, a, you know, some she already seen it. So she, like, she started buying me on my art supplies. So um, I could honestly say, as an abstract artist, I was already an abstract artist from birth. Okay. Right? As I got into high school, I started, you know, getting the graffiti right there. And I felt, I felt like graffiti, like, it was so, like, that was, like, my... Forte, because it's like it was it was unlimited. You could do anything you want. I'm like, yo, this is dope. I, can, I don't have to draw something, you know, like an actual person or a figurine or the statue of the Eiffel Tower or the Statue of Liberty exactly how I see it. I could draw how I want to see it, and it would be respected. That's an art style. Yeah. But what a lot of people don't know, like, people do abstract art, and they don't even realize half the time. If you're a graffiti artist, you're doing abstract art. If you're a concept artist, there's some sort of, like, it's, it's, it's beyond reality. It's bending and warping. So here's how I got into Pablo Picasso now. Um, the first picture I saw was his cubisms, yeah. where he was drawing the eyes like upside, like sideways. He was like drawing hands that it did like weird little things. And like, I always found it, um, you know, interesting. And I've been like, I've been like attached to art since I was a kid. So I would go into art classes and the art teachers would always like, always like me because I was always doing different stuff. There was, even in my preschool, there was um, an art teacher, like she had outlines of her drawing and I used to be so down to the T when I used to take the crayons and color in the boxes. I had like little that I know that she kept she kept handing me like empty papers. Are like, you want to do another one tomorrow? Do another one. Do another one. I was doing the whole classes on papers. 
was doing that. And she was cheating for the hallways. Yeah, so that, so that hallway class would look the best, best, you know. Exactly. So I was I'm like, yo. So after a time, like, yo, I did, I did it mad times. I yeah. ran out of colors because I know I started yeah. to notice I'm repeating the same colors. Yeah. Like I ran out of colors. I'm like, you don't got no more crayons. She had to go run, go get different crayons. Yeah. Hey, keep going, Mario. Keep yeah. doing that. And it kind of like it kind of built up a little envy. People used to call me a teacher's pet eyes. Yeah. Now I'm like, yo, nah, it ain't even that. It wasn't even that. And this you making her look amazing, yeah, man. I'm yeah. making her look amazing. Like, oh, the whole class is doing good. So, like, <laughs> so um, after I already knew who Picasso was, the brand wasn't called Picasso at first. It yeah. was called Bad Habits. Bad I Habits. Didn't, I didn't okay. know what to really call it. Okay. I was jumping on with names and names and names. But what I always did was I took the logo and I just kept taking the logos with me, even though names they was called um Beyond Rare. Made a few logos for that. Kept going, and it was called Millionaire Deluxe. Made a logos for that. Kept going. All right, this is how Picasso came to be at the time i was going with millionaire deluxe um if y'all don't know pharrell williams he's a big influencer for me oh no he's the man yeah he's the man yeah yeah it sounds like bbc Millionaire deluxe sounds a lot like bbc so i'm like damn i can't i can't continue to do this it's like i'm biting him yeah and then one day i was in my crib i'm still sitting down there you know figuring out names i'm listening to nas you ever heard the Illmatic tape? Of course. Yeah. yeah. So, one of my favorite albums um, of all time. You ever heard Life Slip and then you yeah, die, time course. get hot? And then the next track, to my prior memory, if I'm correct, is It's Mine, It's Mine, yeah. Mine, Whose, Whose World, world Is This? this? Yeah. So watch this now. This is how all, I feel like this is a magical moment for my brand because this yeah. is how the name came up for my brand. So I'm sitting down there and I was about to change the name to like, you know, um, King's Play. It was going to be a, a, a brand that has like a lot of playing cards. Like, you know, I just make it off of that. And then, um, on the Wikipedia site, there was like different types of, of, you know, what's the name? Different types of artists that actually like, you know, use playing cards to inspire their, uh, their, their artwork. Yeah. So then right, like probably the third line under, I saw Picasso, Pablo Picasso's name, right? So then at that moment, right? You heard the song. Cause if you really look at a playing card, it's kind of abstract art when you really it look at abstract it. It is abstract art. Ah, yeah, yeah. Watch this now. Boom. So then, the world is yours. Come on. So once I see your name, all you hear is dun, 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 dun. And then the epiphany hit like, oh, shoot. I'm going to make a brand based off of abstract art. And he goes, mine, it's mine, it's mine. Whose world is this? The world is yours. The world is mine. I'm like, yo. Like, the name came, the minute the song came on, yeah. the name popped up in my head. Yeah. I'm like, oh, shoot. So I'm like, I got it. So I got the name. Now I'm, I'm pacing back and forth. This time we was living in the basement at the time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm pacing back and forth, pacing back and forth. My mom looking at me like, are you crazy or something? Yeah. <laughs> so then I'm like, yo, nah, I just can't say Picasso the whole name. So I started yeah. taking out letters out the name. Yeah. So the name itself is even abstract. Yeah. It, still, it still sounds like Picasso without even spelling yeah. well, it the yeah, right way. With a couple way. letters missing. With a couple That's letters a missing. Yeah. So I'm like, I right, bet. Made the first desk. And then we go back to the start and made the first shirts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Blase, blase. My mother saying, all right. This is it. Go to this, go to the city, sold the first shirts. And after that, I knew that it was there. That was it. I knew that was it. Man, and I love the name of the brand, man. I'll be honest with you, man. You know, like I told you, it's one of my favorite artists of all time. And, you know, the way you've been able to structure it mm-hmm. and, you know, and actually build a, a line of clothing off the catalog. You know what I mean? You have the catalog. Now, could you describe the Players Club, man, and how that came about, you know, and, and, and that phenomenon that has taken over I the internet? Like, like, you can't even get these clothes anymore, right? You, you have to restock all over again, correct? There you go. Yeah. So here's, here's my thing now. Um, I felt like as if, as a brand, you shouldn't limit yourself. So 
Million Deluxe, I was limiting myself to money. Bad Habits, I was living it myself to like, you know, I got to make like drunk stuff, uh, this and that. Beyond Rare, I feel like cause I was limiting myself to like diamonds and stuff like that. Because mm-hmm. that's the brand, that's what it was showing. Picasso now, it's like I could, I could touch any subject. And as long as I make abstract art and I make it like look like a street brand, that's it. I could I could go on anything like yo this season and if you really look at my um my work before um Players Club I had constellations that's what that was based off Nassau because at the time there was a lot of UFO thing going on so I'm like I right, yeah. bet Let me, let's touch on this that subject. was a big wave yeah that, that was a big wave so yeah. I feel like as if my brand is so versatile that even as the times keep changing I can adjust my brands to the time like all right this is Picasso's clothing presents if you really look at my posters all my posts. Say Picasso Clones presents the Players Club. Picasso Clones presents. Um, what was the pack I had? Oh, Pablo's Message was the first pack. Yeah. Right. Pablo's Message Two was the second one. Uh, summer Days. All I had to do was make summer clothing. Yeah. And the, the it's Picasso presents Summer Days. And that's that and thought that's, process behind it that is so special, man. Which makes your brand very unique. You know, mm-hmm. you could tell there's a lot. You know, it's a theme. There's it's thought provoking. It's artistic. It's everything you want fashion to be. You know, mm-hmm. unique. And like, and I like that fact that like, you know, it, it it puts me in a predicament where I always have to take a risk. Yeah. Like in the fashion industry itself as well. Like, and what God, kind of risk do you feel you've taken? More so, you know, it's like standing out, like going against the teeth. You know what I'm saying? So it's a normal norm when it comes to like stuff that you should, you should wear. Like look at when ASAP Rocky came out. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's gay. He's this is that. Oh nah, he yeah. was different. He kicked down the door. Trap people that trap gangsters, straight men were not wearing Mason Mangellas, Raph Simmons, or none of those shoes until Rocky made it. He kicked down the door, he went against the tee. Yeah, you never heard of that really that much, you know. You always heard about Balenciaga and things like that. Even but, um, yeah. when yo, you if you was wearing Balmain's, those tight jeans, yeah, Balmain's, they were saying you gay, yeah, that's Off a fact. Rip. Yeah, nobody was until trying to rock ASAP. Not so, yeah. like, ASAP's another influencer for me at that. Until he kicked down the door. So I feel like as if I always got to go against the team with my brand. I always got to like take a risk and kick down the door and be like, yo, nah, I wouldn't wear that. But then guess what? You know what's crazy? A lot of people would say, oh, yeah, nah, this is too much. And then later down on the line, oh, nah, this is like when they start absorbing what they're seeing, they'll be like, yo, nah, this is hard, man. More people need to see this. But I'm the type of dude, like once I'm off of a subject, I'm on the next subject, I don't really like to touch on the old subject. I want to keep it going. So I just want my like my work to be respected. In a way, like when you look back at the shirts that I came out, be like, "Yo, bro, that was hard, bro. Why you not selling that no more?" Because yeah. it's not the, the the collection done moved on. Yeah. We're on a different topic right now. So that's what I mean, like taking a risk. Taking a risk is always trying something new, not trying everything that you know everybody just is so into. Like, oh yeah, I want to be, oh yeah, um, ripped jeans are in right now. Yeah. Ripped jeans are tough. Yeah. What about like you know cutting the jeans in half, doing something that you never seen before, putting like a taxi print. Yeah. On the bottom, on the bottom half of the jeans. Yeah. What about doing that? You know, what about? I see a lot of um, people doing it these days too, and it's kind of dope. They'll cut the jeans up, they'll take the pocket part and switch it around and put it on the bottom of the um, of the jeans cuff. And that's like, I think that is so dope because it's like, yo, that's nothing that you really see on um, on an everyday basis. There's a lot of people that take the sewing and they like they flip the jeans backwards. They put the back pockets on the front, still with the zipper right here, yeah. and they put the um, you know, the front pockets on the back. And like, yo, that's dope. Because they're going against, like, the natural grain. It's just little small things that, you know, make you, um, you know, stand And these out. ideas, you can cultivate them yourself. You of can course. actually make these come to life. Of course. And oh, that's, that's what cool. I feel like as if 
You know what's crazy? And so you're like a one man. You're like a one man wrecking crew, man. You're like a one man <laughs> army. This is crazy. Yo, man. I need to clone myself. If I clone myself, it's over. I need to clone myself. I really Yo. need to clone myself, honestly. So, um, there was another dude, like you know, um, when I was working at Swissport in uh, the airport at JFK, and I had I gotta respect like the both of them. They actually pushed me like towards like chasing my dreams. My dude Hakeem, and my son, Michael. So. Michael was the one financially told me, like, yo, you got to learn how to make things yourself first before you let anybody make anything for me. You think if I go to any one of these printing companies, they could, like, swindle me? I'm like, oh, yeah, this is the cost. This is as much. No, I know the material you're using. I know how you're going about it because I know the craft itself. I'm the type of dude, and this goes back to Ramar in the early ages. Even when it came to my toys, I used to always like to take them, op- take them apart and see how they work. See how it works first. Like, the actual my- biology. Yeah, the it's actual, like, I got to yeah. see how it works, like. I'm the, I'm the handyman in my house. Yeah. If anything needs fixing, they call Ramar. If anything needs solving out, they call Ramar. Because like ever since I was little, I used to be doing things like that. Yeah. Even like even like um ink. When I buy ink, the screen print, I, I read what the ink is made out of because yeah. I want to know what I'm using and like what's the duration on it. It's even on your hoodie. That that lasts you. you know how many times you you just threw it in the wash before? Yeah, you? no, I threw it in the wash. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Without even like, yo, let me read, let me find out how to wash it. Because you know, I, you know, I, I bought a lot. I told you, like, you know, I I sold the other ones, man. So it's like, you know, now I got to run with what I got right now. So <laughs> definitely after this podcast, you and I are gonna have a conversation about the restock aspect of the AOW brand. Of course, of you course. know, but. uh yeah, not me, but that's great to hear that, you know, not only are you passionate about this, but you also are a student of the game and you're not afraid to take risks. And like one of those risks that you're not afraid to take is that you want to sell to women. Now, do women buy your brand right now? Of course. Yes, they do. Of course they do. Of course. Now, I appreciate all my females that support me. A girl bought one on a Players Club hoodie yesterday. Nice. Yesterday. But they bought, she bought one. She seen that her friend was wearing it. She's like, oh, nah, I need this. It was on my story. Even like another girl bought a crop top hoodie. Right? So... I don't see my brand just for males. I see my brand as unisex. I always keep it in the middle. Like, all right, they could wear it too because it's not on some, like, this is only males, gent. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of girls done bought my shirts, my Constellation shirts, Players Club shirts. Girls love the Players Club shirts. They really do. And if you look at the Players Club, let's talk about that now. If you look at the front of the shirts with the woman on there, and you have, you notice that they got, like, different skin tones in it. Yeah. It's universal. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So guess what? A white female could wear it. Um, a black female could wear it, Middle Eastern female could wear it, because it's just not—it's not pertaining just to one audience. Yeah, you, you can relate to your brand, brand which exactly. makes it perfect, and that's and that's what makes it perfect. Yeah, that's what's up, man. You know what I mean? So, but so, so like you know, so far as like female stuff, I only came out with crop tops and leggings. That was just me yeah. taking a step because I'm I'm really trying to like teach myself how to design clothes for girls, and you know, and uh, a teacher in my school in BMCC told me this even before I changed my major. To know fashion, you got to learn how to read and speak fashion. So you got to read all these magazines. You got to read, let's say, let's say on top of Hypebeast and, um, and like all these fashion industry like magazines. Yeah, Vogue, Cosmo, yeah, course, you know what I'm saying? GQ, all the, all all, the tops. Yeah. Even Rolling Stone, Stone because, you, you know, that, that's cutting edge music. You know, artists are very, uh, you know, they're synonymous with, with, with fashion. So you got to see what the artists are wearing to get ideas from there. You know, maybe they can inspire you. No, it's, man, it's, it's a deep, man. Because, and how do you feel about fashion the way it makes people feel, man? Like, why is fashion so important to you? I feel like it's it's a silent expression. It's expressions without words. Like the way you dress is the way you feel sometimes. You know what I'm saying? If you dress in like, you know, let's say you feel like a sad day, you might put on a hat, 
some sunglasses, yeah. something new. Because you don't want nobody talking to you. Yeah, Listen, I may be sad every day because yeah. my, my fashion is kind of <laughs> kind nah, of boring man. lately. Nah, <laughs> let's, 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 all right, let's get into that. Even for an interview, you want to yeah. seem serious, stern, and professional. Yeah. What you going to wear? Well, you know, I wore this today because I, I was, you know, it's the first, we're back in house for the first time. That's number one. Number two, you know, you made this hoodie. So, you know, you're coming through. I got to wear it, man. But like, you know, I feel like it's if, you know, um, let's say if you want to like create excitement, even females do this all the time. Yeah. If you go into any party, you'll females will wear the craziest things because they want, you know how hard it is to stand out in a room full of pretty girls? Yeah. I mean, it's, I can imagine it's very difficult. You, you know? gotta like, they gotta say something like, oh, all right. I know she look good. I know she talk good, but like her outfit. It just yeah. screams, it just screams, yo, I'm special. I always gravitate to the girl with the funkiest style. I'll be there go, there, there you. go. Always, man. That's, I'm like, that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's the artistic one, because I like that's artistic fashion. women. So, I'm so like, a know. lot of people even say, oh, I don't think your brand yeah. is street. No, my brand is different. It screams, something like it, it, it just screams creativity. It screams like, yo, damn, I've never seen that before. Of course you've never seen it before. Because I, I look on all the Forbes, I look on everything like, okay, he made that, I'm not making it no more. I make it hard for myself. He made that. I'm not making no more. Oh, word. They made that. I can't make that no more. I limit myself. So it's like, yo, you know what? I got to make something that no one's ever really seen before. Yeah. It still can be relatable. But the style, the way that I'm going to put it in my style, you've never seen it put, um, been put together that before. Look at my bomber jacket that I came out with. And um, and I want one of those, by the way. You've yeah, seen you it. Make you've seen it. The right. bomber yeah, jacket. We'll go. talk about that. You know Give what I mean? That That's too. on deck. So then, boom, it's a camouflage bomber jacket. And it has a newspaper spread on the back of it. One of my friends came to my um, my garage, just my setup the other day, and he looked at it and he was like, "Yo, um, bro, did you put a newspaper on the back?" And he touched it, like, "Oh, it's fabric." I'm like, "Yo, that's how creative, like, that's how I put together everything, like, it, like the way he saw it's like, yo, this is this is a big ass newspaper on the back of a jacket. I've never seen that before." And that's the point. So when it comes to fashion and speaking, like, I feel like it's a language of the, like a silent language that everybody can understand. It's like art at the end of the day. That's like you look. It's like you look at abstract art. Everybody gets their own opinion on what they're seeing. You look at it, you be like, oh, I see this. Now nah, I think they're saying that. Oh, now nah, I think they're saying this. Nah, this is what they're saying. But the artist, the artist would know. So a few people get it right, a lot of people would get it wrong. And the artist would know what he's trying to, like, you know, he or she is trying to, like, express without telling you it. And all you're going to do is just have a lot of, and that's why I went for my brand. You're going to have a lot of opinions and a lot of statements. Just you know what's crazy? I never thought about it like that. It really is silent expression, bro. It's, That's it's very silent detailed, expression, man. bro. It's si it is. It is what it is. It's now, now Romaro, you know... Um, All right, hold on. I'll, go I'll get into it. Then it's, this is really tough. Stuff. Why do you think they were saying A$AP Rocky was gay when he, when he, when he, um, when he first came out? Who's who, who A$AP Rocky. They oh, yeah, saying, because, you know, he was wearing those long T-shirts. There you go, there you go. So it's like, yo, what's he expressing? What's he trying to say? What's he trying to... Exactly. And there he's like, yo, what are you trying... Bro, why are you wearing this? What are you trying to, like, admit that, like, this is something that somebody of that thing... He's like, yo, nah, it's just different. Yeah. That's it. I'm trying to stand out. I don't want to look like y'all. Yeah. Cameron and them. They was wearing pink. They were saying Cameron and them Yeah, they were wearing the pink, you know, the bright purple, you know. Right, exactly. And they were taking the same level. But even Cameron, like, Cameron's like, he's he's really a teacher of the game itself of being different. How the heck are you gonna stand out in a room full of talent artists if you look just like them? Yeah, you gotta stand like you, your outfit gotta be like you know what, I'm different. Yeah. When you look like yo yeah this dude's different right here, yeah. he dressed different. Oh yeah I like his style. Even Ian Connor, how Ian Connor got on? Ian Connor was dressing no you know what this is Ian Connor style. He was seeing a bum on the side of the street like yo dang. This guy looked bummy, but what he got on, you know, if it was put together right, it, it would look a little fleet. Yeah. So guess what? He, he took that style. Yeah, yeah, kind of on some next. <laughs> yeah, awesome. and then he just he just ran with it and he made it like yeah. he made it look good, bro. Yeah. 
That's and a everybody's fact. like, yo, damn, why does that look like he don't Nah, he not nah, this is how he dressed. Oh, that's dope, bro. Yeah. That's it. And it's like his language, like his style became a whole language where everybody wanted to follow. Like, yo, I wanna I wanna dress like that. It's like I wanna speak like him. I wanna be able to have that like that effect where people go around me, they got something to say, like, oh shoot, that's fire, bro. Yeah. So that's the all, in my opinion. Now, you know, Kanye, uh, uh, speaking about fashion, you know, sometimes I feel like, you know, Kanye's up there, you know, billions of dollars right now with the brand. But I always feel like he wants the exception, the adoration, the admiration. All right, you know what's crazy? Uh, of, the, uh, of, was, that, of, that, of the upper echelon elitist world of fashion. I was talking about this with my uncle. How do you yes, feel like that? Do you feel like you need that kind of adoration? Do you, no, you know, I does do it not. matter to you? I don't think I need that. I think as if I'm just creative, I'm just as creative as dumb. Kanye, all right, we're going to touch on, touch on Kanye West, yeah. and then I'm going to talk about the um, the question that you asked. That's the Louis Vuitton Don. Oh, he will always, in my eyes, be a Louis Vuitton Don. He's a great artist. He has faithful fans. I don't think he needs these other, like, you know, upper echelons or upper um, upper class brands to accept him for, for Yeezy to be accepted or, like, considered couture. Yeah. He, he feels in his, like, I think that's, like, a personal thing. Yeah. He feels like in his mind... He needs to be accepted by them before he felt like he like achieved his goal. Okay. And I do not think that. I think that Kanye already achieved his goal. Billions of dollars in Yeezys. The Nike Yeezys are one of the like those are the one of the most sought after. If you if you look at the freaking um the price for a Nike Yeezy, it's like over thousands, five thousand, six thousand dollars. I feel like it's if he already made it. Yeah. Well, he already he had an impact on millions of people. How they do their music, how they dress, how they do their clothing line. I feel like as if he doesn't need the upper class echelons to um, accept him for him to feel like they make it. Even though they control the game, it is what it is. All right, fine, cool. But you control your own crowd. The same thing with me. Let's go to the question now. I control my own crowd and my supporters. I don't feel like as if I need somebody. Else. Now, if somebody like Louis Vuitton reposts my stuff, of course I'm going to get a lot of people liking him because that's Louis Vuitton. But then the day, I don't feel like as if I need their exceptions for me to get to a level of Louis Vuitton. I feel like it's if I can use that with our people, even, um, you know, white people too. Feel me? I feel like it's if, if I work hard enough, if I make myself stand out more enough, I could do it as well. I don't really, I don't really feel like it's if I need their exception. No, I don't. Not at all. A hundred percent no. Nah. Wow. And you know, you know who's also like that? Uh, my man Tyler Perry. You know, a little off topic, but he also has the mentality. He's like, look, I make movies for the people I make movies for. I don't need to win an Oscar. I don't need to win an Academy and Award. And I don't need those kind of accolades to make he me made feel like, like I, made I think it. he made like he's a, he's a billionaire now, right? Yeah, no. He's and a lot there. of people like to come from Tyler Perry. Oh, he makes the same movies over and over. Oh yeah, it's always about this and always about that because he's he's not making music. He's not making um movies to be accepted. He's making movies that he loves. And that's it. And he'll always have his supporters. He's going to make movies for his supporters. Not saying that a, a, a Caucasian or a Asian or an um, a Indian woman couldn't go through the same thing that I see in the movies because it's just a situation. And it's a common situation like cheating, um, you know, domestic violence. So it's common situations. The God, you know, go to God, go to church, change your life. These are like normal things that people go to. Yeah, it doesn't have to be. To, yeah. yeah, it's not. You even have to be Christian. You can go to, um, you could be um, a. A Muslim, and you go to wherever you are, go and go pray. You could be a Jew, and you go to wherever you are, go go pray and change your life. Or you could just say, you know, it's enough, it's enough. I'm not gonna deal with, you know, my man beat me anymore. I'm gonna leave and I'm gonna change my life. That's a universal. It's like it's a universal topic, but he just expresses it in his way in comedy. 
That's it. That's all he has to do. He doesn't need, you know, the top industries like Sony and all the Universal Studios. They'd be like, oh, yeah, I approve of Tyler Perry. You don't need that. All right, you know what? To go off topic just a little bit, Matt, we're going to go into music right now, and we're going to talk about, um, what's that? What's that? The freshman at Double XL? You yeah. want to talk about Double XL? Okay. All right. When you look at Double XL, you see a lot of our artists like Lil Yachty, Migos, whoever has been on Double XL, Lil Dicky, A Boogie, and yeah, all, all of them. Cats, all of yeah. them. So here's my thing. If Double XL was to say, we're not putting none of your artists on there no more because um, we just don't, we just don't think they're talented enough. You'll see, you know, you'll see people like you know Nav and all of them be like, oh, okay, man, damn, Double XL didn't want me. Famous says Double XL didn't want me. Why do you need Double XL to want you just to, to like approve your like you know? <laughs> yeah, to approve your yeah, niche. Yeah, yeah you approve your that. niche. You don't need them. You when you really think about it, we yeah, the artists that make Double XL popping. They need artists. So the fact that you need, like, you feel like if you made it once you made it on Double XL, I think you really need to go check yourself. You made it once. I feel like if you made it once you have your own fan base and they're loyal to you. And that's why I feel like Kanye West doesn't need, like, you know, approval from, like, the higher-ups because he already has a fan base and they're loyal to him. He feels like as if without them, he can only come out with T-shirts, which I think is, like, highly yeah. false. I think that you can come out with jeans and people will still rock with it. Sweaters yeah. and people will still rock with it. Yeah, I think he's taking over the... I mean, I think that he's so influential right now that anything that he does will turn to gold. That's it. That's about it. That's about it, bro. Now, who are your top five favorite brands right now? All right, my top five favorite brands, um, BBC, Tendi. Um, I still like Louis Vuitton. Jordan, of course. I always love Jordans. Like, just just the shoes itself. Just off of that. Not even with um, the basketball legacy, but the shoes itself. I always love it. And the last one would actually be, hold on, I always buy their, um, I always buy their jeans. I always buy jeans. Give me a second. It's going to come up. It'll be nudies. Nudie jeans. Well, now you know, guys. Cop those five top, cop those top five brands. You're going to be fresh to death and, and standing out. And you feel like those brands make you stand out. Even though they, you know, even though they, 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 you know, everybody wears them, but you still. They, they, it's all about. Yeah. It's all about. It's all about how you put it together at the end of the day. Okay. Because I could wear something. No, I could wear something. I don't be fleeing it, but you could wear it. Be like, yo, dang, the way he put it together. Yeah. It's fly. It's gonna fly. We got the same jeans, and I could wear it with something plain, but you could wear it with something different, and they'd be like, yo, and we have the same jeans on, but he would be fly to me because the way he put it together. It's not necessary. A lot of people like you know they like to think that if I wear. Supreme, all I gotta do is wear a Supreme shirt and you're fly. Or if I wear true religion jeans, all I gotta do is wear true religion jeans and I'm fly. Nah, bro. You just the way you put it together. Like, you're not doing it unless you put it like you look good in it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, wearing all these Balenciagas, um, running shoes with off white track pants and like all these like high yeah. expensive brands. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you got it on, but you, yeah. you don't look fly though, bro. Yeah. You're, you're not, not standing, standing out. You're not standing out. It's like, yeah. all right, yeah, he's wearing that. It's like, it's yeah. all about the demeanor and how you put it together. Bro. Got you. You know what I'm saying? So, do you give <laughs> consulting, man, on things like this? Like this. Do you consult on, I feel on like fashion as if, or what? You have people like that as if, yeah. to be honest, I feel like as if I gotta wear something and then you see me wearing it, you just gotta like a jacket. Yeah, cause I could tell you to put it together. It might yeah. look good on me. What about you? If you're a chubby man, cause it's hard for chubby people to get really fresh because you can't nah, wear some nah, of the that, stuff. Yo, that... chubby, chubby dudes be the like the chubby dudes that I know. They be the flyest dudes known oh, to man to me, bet. boy. Yeah. That's my son. I got stuff my game up. You know, nah, my son, my son. That's my my best friend, man. Try, bro. That dude, he could put together a fit, and it will always look good. Yeah, it will always look good, bro. That's what's up. 
That's good, man. That's good. Well, Rome, uh, Romaro, we've reached the the, uh, the part of the podcast where we're going to play five words with Angel, man. All five words with Angel. I'm going to say five words of phrases. You're going to give me the first word that comes to your mind, all right? All right, keep going. The first word, Yeezys. Those aren't Yeezys. Those are Tweezy now I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, man. Let's go. Uh, second word is your favorite fabric, man. Suede. Neat. Uh, third word is Pablo Picasso. You know, I, I feel as if I'm selling dope, so I'm Pablo Escobar. Oh, I right, bet, bet, bet. The fourth word is Mr. Damon John. Mr. Damon John. Hmm. Fubu? I bet, bet. Fubu. Yeah, for us bias. That's Fubu. a fact. Yeah, for man. Us bias. Shout Fubu. out to Fubu Radio. Shout out to Fubu overall. We had one of their DJs here nah, last week. Nah, matter of fact, I take that back. Shark Tank, man. Because that's why I, I found bet. out about there him you anyways, go. There you man. Go. So I take that back. Shark All right, Tank. That's what's up. I'll give it to you. You know what I'm saying? And the, the final word is because I know you personally. And I know you have a, a, a large appetite. Final word is Pasta. <laughs> Yo, lasagna, man. If you want to make me happy, just give me some lasagna. That's yeah. all. <laughs> Yo. Oh, man. Now, Romaro, please let us know uh, before we end the podcast where we could find your brand. You know, what's happening, what what, what what's coming out soon. You know, how we can purchase all, all this stuff. How can they, how the fans can reach out to you who listen to the podcast. Let us know all the skinny dogs before we dip. All right. So um, you can find my brand on Instagram, Picasso Clothing. With the ad sign in front of it, or you can go on PicassoClothing.com. Um, so far as in what we're coming out with, um, you know, later on, I can't really touch on too many about it because that's a classified file. Oh, but we're coming out. Yeah. We're coming out with the Birthright Collection coming this um this fall. The Birthright. 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 Ooh, okay. Well, speaking about that, um, are you doing anything with Black Lives Matter? Because I know a lot of a, a lot of brands have been out there trying to touching on Black. I actually um I'm actually doing artwork. So okay. there's a difference between like you know the Picasso clothing, um, clothing and the artwork that I make okay. for Picasso. You know, so I'm gonna be doing a lot of artwork touching on you know the Black Lives Matter um, movement. And um, so far as in that, I've actually made a few T-shirts, okay, separate from the brand for like you know for Black Lives Matter. Okay, so I, I feel like as if that's like that's like a subject where you know it should be taken serious and it shouldn't be played with. A lot of brands here, they're saying, okay, no justice, no peace, and they're profiting on it, but where they're just putting the profits too. Yeah. So that needs like. So you're making this special for them so they, they can reap the benefits of everything of that course. gets sold and things of, of that nature. Of okay, course. that's dope. Yeah, because a lot of people rip off the, the, the wave and all they're of a sudden, sudden they just making money, money off that and situation. And they're not, they're not yeah. Are they supporting the cause. Yeah, though? they're not really supporting the cause. I hear you. All right, bad, bad, bad. No, no, so continue on. I'm sorry for cutting you off there. I just, you know, I just felt that I should bring okay, that up because so, I remember um, discussing that earlier. So we're coming out with the new collection, Birthright. is going to have a lot of, uh, I can't see, I can't talk about it. No, I mean, anything, <laughs> you know, anything, any little, you know, sneak peek situation oh, well, where nah, you're not giving well, away too much. Well, the leak, a leak of the collection is going to be on the 15th. Okay. But it just needs more fine tuning and just know, like, just you're know. You're going to leak gonna, it on the gram? Like, where we where we course, finding this? You're going to find it on um, on Instagram or Picasso Clothing. How do you spell that? On the store, P-C-A-S-O and the rest of it, Clothing. All right. At, um, at Instagram. All right, cool. And then, you know, can people reach you on your personal Instagram? Do you have a personal Instagram? We'll oh, my, my personal Instagram is Rome Legacy. If you want to reach me on that and talk about a few things, you could. Or you could reach me through the Picasso Clothing DMs. I always answer. 
And also, if anybody wants your services, first let's let us know the services that you are offering right now. Okay, the services, the services, the services that I offer. Um, I offer screen printing. Uh, I offer heat transfer vinyls and printable heat transfers at um, Q and A Studios at Q and A Studios um, on Instagram. All right, cool, cool, cool. Is there anything else that we should know, but before we uh, shut oh, it down? Oh, um, also, I create logos for people. Oh, I bet. So you also yeah. do logo creation. Of course. Well, we, we might talk about that moving down the road. You know what I mean? Because, you know, the next year, next year's already coming up soon. And, you know, I got to switch up the whole studio vibe. I got to have new, you know, new clothes, new logo. I mean, you know, we'll talk about it. Okay, okay. <laughs> but okay, is there bro. anything else that, you know, you want the fans to know before we get on? And what would you tell anyone that's getting uh, yeah, in the fashion gonna, game, we bro? We don't get to that. Like, I feel like as if um, anybody that's getting in the fashion game. The steps that I that you heard from this interview, I feel like if you take those steps, because those steps actually um, worked a lot for me, and I feel as if like you know the growth that I got from it, anybody could take that growth and even go beyond or ten times beyond what I've done. And um, other than that, I think you should always stand out, follow your heart. Um, if people are hating, then you clearly doing you know a good job at what you're doing. Uh, another thing to touch on. Don't let no one, like, you know, hold you back. Yeah, you got friends, and if they're not on the same timing as you, you got to follow your dreams and, you know, go on. Yeah, they'll still be your friends. Learn to separate your friends from your business, first and most foremost, because I'm telling you from now, a lot of people that I've done work with, they're some of my friends. I can't blame them for not, not you know, coming in 100% because it's not in their state. They probably can't help me. Yeah, I wanted to be helped. So it's like you got to learn how to be a leader first, and whoever that follows you, they'll follow you, and that's how that goes. That's how I've been doing the whole time, time, and eventually I got people following me. Like, yo, yeah, Picasso, let's go, let's do this, bro. Well, Romaro Wilson, I mean, we appreciate the deep words, man. Thank you for joining us here on the Angel of Words podcast. You are the man, you know, keep that vision going. I'm, you know, we're definitely going to be paying attention to the brand. Everybody go out there, support the wave, buy the flying clothes, get jiggy with it, as they used to say back in the days. <laughs> and uh, we'll touch ba- base back here on the Angel of Words podcast next week. Thank you for tuning in, everyone. And we'll talk to you later. Hey, everyone. It was great to be back in studio with Romaro Wilson, owner of Picasso Clothing and the man behind the Angel of Words ENT hoodies. Now, if you want to continue tuning into the Angel of Words podcast, you know that you can find us on YouTube, Angel of Words ENT. You could also find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts at the Angel of Words podcast. And if you want to watch what I'm doing on my social media, catch me at Angel of Words ENT, all one word. I appreciate all of you. Talk to you later.